Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Players Championship. I'm Rick Gaming. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, it's a big boy. I think we got ourselves the market of the year. What up, what up, Rick? Yeah, uh, not only the market of the year for us, the market of the year for the players, believe it or not. $3.6 million on the line for first place. Second place, over two, right? Second place will be more than what Scotty Scheffler got for winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week. Yeah, it'll be like 2.2 to Scotty's 2.1, which yeah, is this pretty outrageous. going to have all 140-some players full attention, and we have our full attention locked on the next 45 minutes IPO here. Yeah, absolutely right. If you're just stumbling in, trying to figure out where you are, this is Jock Market Power Hour. It's Stock Market DFS, and this is the critical final minutes of the IPO for the Players' Championship. So we can be bidding on golfers right now, and as we get closer to 9 o'clock, this IPO will close. And if you're one of the high bidders, those shares will be allocated to you. And Joe, you know, the the big weeks, I always find this interesting because you see this in all types of fantasy formats. Any sports book in the world will tell you when there's kind of a big event like this, especially the first one of the year, you get a lot more casual. So I think we've got some uh, new faces in the chat as well. Yeah, I hope so. Look, I've been, I, I like to keep my eyes on the comments over here on the right hand side of my screen and I see new names every week. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us. It's a great to see more and more people playing uh, the jock market, and particularly in golf right now. Obviously, this is a big event. We lead into basically the next five months here where we have essentially one a month. Uh, so we're on a great run. We're in the heart of the season, and golf is center stage in the sports world. The code you're looking for to sign up is power that is a $50 deposit bonus and also we're giving away some cash tonight so if you have your jock market username in the chat you are entered in the draw to win I will pick out some names and we will fund some money in your account now if you're looking for kind of a cold hard example of how this thing works well let me share my screen with you because I've got the data here from last week Joe and it was Scotty Scheffler who won, but I think what makes this format much more unique is, let's take Billy Horschel, for example. Billy Horschel did not win this golf tournament, did not win the API. However, if you had shares of Billy Horschel last week, you were very, very profitable because last week he sold for $6.03 a share, paid out 18 bucks a share for third place. It's probably one of the only markets in the world you can get a 200% ROI on a third place finish. Yeah, last week I had a couple of those guys on the list. I had some Gary Woodland and some Chris Kirk. I had outright tickets on them as well. I left the end of the day uh, in that regard with a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But in the jock market, you see massive returns for both of them. Gary went basically like 4x on his money. Chris Kirk well more than doubled that up as well. So basically you have a lot more flexibility in terms of not getting it exactly right. But if you are more right than you are wrong... Um, you're going to return some profit for the week. That's right. You're really just asking your golfers to outperform their expectation. Here was last year's 
market. So Justin Thomas last year sold for $9.09. That was, let's see here, the third most expensive IPO. He won the golf tournament, so paid out 25 bucks a share. Lee Westwood was your big mover, Joe. 304 paid out 20 bucks a share. Brian Harmon was up there as, as well. $3.44 into $16. So, oh, Taylor Gooch, Holby, I guarantee Taylor Gooch is more than $3.10 tonight, which is the price he went for last year. No doubt. Uh, he's made quite a move over the over the fall there, so he is a staple name. We saw him last week at the API in, in contention, I believe, in that. Was he in the final group? Yeah, he was, right? Correct. Him and Folded Billy Horschel both Sunday. got off to a rough start. They kind of climbed back into it. Billy got, Billy got closer. Yes. Um, he definitely will not be three bucks a share tonight, probably somewhere in the sixes. Uh, I certainly hope so. If he's three bucks, three dollars and ten cents tonight, I think we're in big trouble here. Okay, so uh, the way this works, I've got eight twenty-one p.m. Eastern time on my clock. So right before nine o'clock, that's when things are going to get really spicy. This is the opportunity, Joe, to make sure you're favoriting your golfers to kind of get your everything situated. I saw that you tweeted out you you've got your entire fair values for every single golfer in the field ready. This is kind of a, a battle against yourself, right? You're going to set the price that you want to pay for the golfer tonight. And then you're going to try to see if you can abide by your own rules. Nailed it. We're going to see if I can, if I can manage to do that. Um, yeah. So I create my own sort of dollar mark. I compare that to where the IPO price is at and where the fair value projection is at. Um, it's basically for myself, like you mentioned, to provide some rules and standards and try not to clear that. So there's uh, basically your top 20 guys in terms of the way the jock market pre-ranked them this week. You'll see the value there is basically the difference between my target price and their fair value projection given by jock market. So some guys like Rom, I have basically a dollar more that I'd be willing to pay for him than $8.17. I think 915 is pretty conservative on John Rahm as well from what we've seen, but the deepest field in golf, they say it all the time. We know the volatility that TPC Sawgrass brings because of the water, because of the factors, you know, outside of golf, like the weather this week could be a big one. So uh, we may see a little bit more tapered pricing, I think, versus just one guy up there at 11 bucks a share. But uh, you never know. I see some guys already making moves. Yeah, so the way I read this here, and we're going to talk a lot about Dustin Johnson in a second, so let me skip on him. I'm going to go down to number 13 here, Terrell Hatton. Uh, you do not value Terrell Hatton as highly as Jock Market does, for example. Jock Market says $6.23. You think he's probably only worth five forty-five, so it's probably fair, unlikely that you end up with Terrell Hatton shares tonight. Probably unlikely, but sometimes the player, you know, sometimes the 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 market's going to always dictate this. So just because that's Jock Market's projection doesn't mean that's always where he falls. So if he's right over there around the five dollar and fifty cent mark, um, I could be talked into buying some shares. We'll see how things go. Okay, and then someone like a Sung J M, you're willing to pay a bit more, but like for, you know, you say yes. six dollars and forty cents. But if Sung J gets to six fifty, six sixty, that's where you have to kind of decide. Hey, do I want to break my own rules? Do I? How much? You know, is there a bit of yes. wiggle room in these numbers, or are they hard and fast? There's wiggle room in the numbers. So the target price is kind of what I'm looking at. Now, there are certain guys that, um, yeah, like you mentioned, I just want to have this week. I think that they're going to play well, and I'm willing to sort of go a little bit above that. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a benchmark for me. It's helpful for me to look at as fast as things get. And you guys in the chat know this who are in the market, things move very quickly. So it's hard to always bounce back and forth between spreadsheets and app and and things move so rapidly paced. Um, it's difficult, but it's basically to give myself an idea. Yeah. And, uh, I'll keep an eye on the chat as well. So if there are particular golfers you would like to talk about or vent about, always happy to engage there. JG Funk says he had a solid week last week, Joe, seven of his 10 golfers were negative. However, Terrell Hatton at $6 and Nick Watney at 196 were huge. That's kind of the idea of building a portfolio, not necessarily having to have one golfer make or break your week. Absolutely. Build the portfolio. If you have a couple of guys with good finishes, I had a similar situation to that, JG Funk. I had uh, Woodland and Kirk, who basically carried my portfolio, as I had a couple of bigger names who, who sort of missed the cut. But um, that's what you're able to do here. If somehow you manage to land the winner, you should see a big bump in yourself up there on that leaderboard on Sunday. All right, let's play a little bit of a game here. Every single week we play this game called Bullish or Bearish, and Joe and I identify four different golfers, and we look at the fair value that Jock Market has assigned. Maybe we should start using your fair value, Joe. And I should put we you to the test on your on your own fair value, Bullish or Bearish. That would be fun. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, so who's, who's number one? Rory McIlroy. Rory, We're start okay. with Rory McIlroy. So seven dollars and twenty-eight cents. Back up, you could see I'm quite, quite bullish on Rory this yeah, week. Yeah, let's $1. do this. forty-nine. I have the projection over where they have it. Um, I think he gets close to nine bucks. I think the popularity is there. The form when you pull in uh, his European Tour starts over the last eight is fantastic. He's got the win here. He's got some missed cuts, but I just feel like he's ready to go, and I feel like this place is going to be set up very nicely uh, for Rory McIlroy. I made some comments earlier this week based on his sort of statement that I thought was taken a bit out of context, but I think that he was kind of sending a message a little bit. Like, I don't like this kind of setup. I'm the king of the PGA Tour here. I want you to serve me what I like to eat at the Players' Championship. And what I like to eat is a soft golf course that I can go out there and attack, get that little bit of bounce in my step, make some birdies. He's putting really well. Number one in tee to green at Sawgrass in specific over the last 24 rounds. I'm very, very bullish on Rory this week. I am as well. And I think you nailed it, Joe. Every time I look at a weather report, every time I look at the setup, every time I kind of start considering everything, I think more and more that this sets up well for Rory McIlroy, a wet TPC sawgrass. That's yeah. That's Rory. That's right up Rory's alley. So the wetter this thing gets, I think the better for him as, as long as he doesn't catch kind of the wrong end of the draw. I mean, how, how much are you considering that, right? I mean, we've got not only rain, we've got wind concerns trying to get it right. We might be starting, we might be stopping. How much of that is making it into your decision-making process? So it does factor in a little bit more so in jock market for me, because you can keep an active eye on this. Like last week, you could just see, I believe it was Friday, like the the difference in the wind, how it really picked up in the afternoon. This week's kind of tougher because there's thunderstorms. So a guy could be slated to go off at 8 a.m. and he might not get off until 1130. So that can totally change sort of the draw. I will factor it in a little bit. I'll be anxious to sort of check out uh, Andy's weather report and the different ones that are out there after we get off the show here and make some final moves. But it's tough because I think when lightning's in the forecast, like this thing, we may end up finishing this thing on Monday, the way things look right now. So, um, 
you know, I'm going to stick to sort of my formula. Monday finish. That's uh, basically a curse word on the PGA tour. So we'll try to try to avoid that uh, for, for our players championship here. Next up, Dustin Johnson, 719 is our fair value. That puts him about 21st place or better needing to uh, needing to match that. Now, Joe, I'll, I'll just look at your spreadsheet here. We've got him down for 719. You've got him down for 620. I, I can tell the world you're, you're bearish on, on Dustin Johnson. You blew my cover there. Yeah, quite bearish <laughs> on DJ. I I haven't seen him enough. I know he doesn't like it here, even though he's starting to come around, I believe. Um, so I don't think it's, one, a great course fit. I don't know what his recent form is, so there's a lot of unknowns there for me. This is going to be one of them things, Rick, where I'm willing to kind of roll the dice on. But if Dustin Johnson ends up winning this thing and none of us were on him and none of us bet him like 35, 40 to 1, we're all going to feel very, very stupid on Monday uh, because it, it appears so great. And we haven't seen him at this price. World number one for 135 weeks, more than anyone else playing in this event. He's great. I'm just bearish this week and maybe only this week. I may I may get back on the bull side soon. What about you? If DJ wipes us, I'll I'll be fine. I will not care one single bit. It's you know I don't think that there are a lot of red flags in in DJ's game right now. The way I've been describing it, it's a lot of like yellow flags, just a lot of little things that I'm like, I don't love that, and I don't I don't love that. I well, I also don't love that. You know, the driver is supposed to be his weapon hasn't been great as of late. The putter kind of carried him for a lot of 2021. Maybe that's cooling off a little bit. The course history. It's, it's fine. It's okay. I'm not sprinting to it. So when all is said and done, if you're asking me, is he going to finish 21st or better for me to be a bull? I'll take the opposite side. I'll be a bear. We've got two more golfers here that we want to get to keep the, the usernames coming. Uh, drop your jock market username in the chat right now. I'll, I'll pull out some money here for you in just a second. That's your way to get entered. Uh, let's go further down the board here, Joe. Next up, Tony Finau. I've got his fair value tonight. $4.78. That is asking him to finish about 35th or better. How do you feel about Big Tone? I'm going to plug my nose and close my eyes and say bullish. Um, I'd be interested. Has he, if you can pull up his thing on, on your sort of profile, has he ever gone for $4.78? That seems like a very cheap price for him. I know that um, the world is kind of off Tony right now. Saw some positive signs in the approach play at Genesis. I Hopeful that he doesn't hit it in the water a ton this week, which has sort of been his kryptonite of late. If he can get that driver back going, I think the approach play is there. And this is one of those weird spots where he kind of putts well. And a lot of guys who don't normally putt great, Rick, putt pretty well here. We saw Justin Thomas, Rory, Webb, Siwoo, the last four winners not known as, as world-renowned putters. Maybe this is a spot where sort of Tony can get right one of the Top five performances of his career in terms of strokes game putting came at TPC Sawgrass. Um, the average ROI has not been great. He's been losing people money, but I'm going to take a bull position this week on Tony. There is some evidence that especially the March version of this event is a lot more friendly to poor putters. We still only have two events in the books since coming back to March, but so the jury's still out there, but I, I do follow through with that, that line of thought. So we have him for 478 tonight. If that's the price he finished that Joe, it would be the cheapest Tony Finau yeah. ever. 
The only other time he was under $5.23 was the Zozo Championship in 2020. That was at Sherwood. He went for $4.80. He paid out 10 bucks a share. So we might be in an all-time low situation for Tony Finau tonight. That, which is, listen, we always say, if you're buying at all-time lows, you're probably doing okay. If you're, you know, fading or yeah. selling or shorting at all-time highs, you're probably doing okay as well. So does that give you any more confidence? Absolutely. We've talked about it a number of times. When you're buying at the all-time lows, it's a scary buy. And it's a scary buy on Tony Fino this week. We talked about it, I don't know how many weeks ago, where it was Jordan Spieth at like an all-time low. And we were like, I, the numbers are terrible. Off, like, I don't want anything to do with Jordan Spieth. But you see that all-time low. All of a sudden, he finishes in the top 10. And it's great. So um, you just got to kind of monitor the price and know that there's a price for everyone. Uh, and if Tony's sub $5 tonight, I'm going to buy him. I'll take the bear side of Finau. I just I just worry about, um, honestly, the putter. I think the putter is just completely, just it's just gone. The rest of his game's not as strong as it was since his victory. I hope I'm wrong because Tony Finau winning or contending would be really, really awesome. Our final bullish or bearish player for this evening is Kevin Kisner. We have him at $3.38 a share, Joe, as his fair value. That's 48th or better. We're not asking him to do much if he finishes 40th at that price you're making money on him what side are you going to take on kevin kistner i'm going to say he's going to miss the cut so i'm going to be a bear um the numbers are bad right now particularly t to green which i found a lot of correlation uh with in terms of success from from my course notes looking back um you look at guys like rory you look at guys like dust or like justin thomas guys who are great long iron players good off the tee they're going to get it to the green and then you're going to hope they're going to make some putts not in Kisner's wheelhouse right now. I think if the if we get a lot of rain and the fairways soften up, he's not very long off the tee. He's not going to get that normal run out. I know that uh, he's a great Bermuda grass putter, but from everything that I've taken in, a lot of your content this week, this ain't exactly your your Sea Island uh, Bermuda grass that he may be used to. So um, I'm going to take a bearish stance on old Kiz this week. What about you, bud? As will I. I'll be the pessimist this week and go with three bare sides. Uh, Kisner, the only thing that you could argue is that he hits every single fairway, right? Or he's number one on tour in driving accuracy. That's that's the one point in his favor. The rest of it, especially with wet and how long it's going to play for him yeah. and the way the rest of his game is, and I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. So I'll take I'll take the bare side of Kevin Kisner, um, and we'll see how it shakes out, Joe. Let's go. All right. Let me give away a little bit of money. First, uh, jock bucks goes out to Jern DG, or maybe that's Jern dog. Jern dog. You're on the board. Congratulations. We'll get that money over to you in the next handful of business days. Be patient with us. And, uh, if you want to be like Jern dog and you want to get yourself $20 into the jock market, all you have to do is drop your jock market username in the chat right now. And if you're trying to enter this market, if you're trying to deposit the code that you're looking for is power. That's up to power, a $50, up to a $50 deposit bonus and we'll power your portfolio. Okay. I'm about to reveal the big board, the live pricing. We've got a dashboard, the live pricing for this week's players championship. But before I do, Joe, there's a question for you from Jeff it says, how many golfers are you looking to have in your portfolio this evening? What up, Jeff? Uh, you know, I usually stick, you know, my mold, Rick, I'm usually in that sort of six to nine players. Um, 
I may extend that a little bit this week of the players. There's a lot of guys in the field. I want to make sure that I cover enough bases because I really do think there um, is a market for some of the longer shots this week. And we'll get to them and some of the cheaper guys as we go. But even when I was looking back at my notes from 2019, right, that was the year that Rory won. He was basically number one in the world. So the best player coming in and probably the favorite that week won the event. But the guys right after him, and this is what you could be concerned about with Jock Market, came out of nowhere. It was Jim Furyk. It was Eddie Pepperell. Um, it was Brant Snedeker. Guys who weren't really playing with any form at the time came in and just popped at the players. And we've seen that trend before. Um, we saw some of it last year. I'm going to look to maybe add some guys down low um, to go with a couple up top. So I may have a little bit more of a stance uh, in the bottom of the barrel. All right. Good question, Jeff. Thank you for joining in on the conversation. And Joe, I'm about to reveal the big board to you. Any guesses about who the most expensive golfer in the jock market is as of 8.36 p.m. Eastern? I haven't looked in a little while. I, it was something weird. I want to say like burger or something like that, but it's got to be John Rahm right now, right? Not yet. Colin Not yet. Morikawa. No Colin Morikawa up top, currently $7.86 a share. What does that mean? It means he needs to finish about 18th or better. And Joe, this is already above his fair value set by jock market. And this is not a shock. You know, the, the one and done aspirations for Colin Morikawa this week He's one of the, he's going to be one of the highest played one and done players. The, the positive sentiment is flowing around Colin Morikawa and the jock market is the ultimate put your money where your mouth is market. And the people love him spot on. I don't know that I love him that much this week. I have some concerns. I do think this, Rick, I wish he played more here in Florida because this is like perfect stuff for him. We saw what he did over there. Um, what was the tournament called? The concession? Correct. Yeah, yeah the WGC, concession. He obviously yeah. won that uh, last year. But um, just the, how demanding it is uh, in terms of accuracy off the tee and approach play is the total combination of a player. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five straight top sevens. Basically, you know, you need to finish top seven this week is going to pay out $13 and on a sliding scale up from that. So uh, people buying on Colin, I, I have nothing bad to say. It just probably won't be me. Where do you sit on Colin Morikawa this week? I'm more interested to hear your approach. So the way the weather starts shaking out, uh, helps guys like Rory, helps guys like Colin Morikawa. You know, he can pound the fairway. If we get lift clean in place and he gets to pick up his ball, clean it and put it down, and with soft receptive greens, it turns into a track man contest, it's over, dude. <laughs> it's over. Like, Colin Morikawa can hit Love any number he wants. Right, he can hit any number he wants. It's not one of, if it if it's not one of these situations where you have to land it here and let it funnel down, and you're kind of at the mercy of a lot of contours and good shots aren't always rewarded. It's it's wide open if it's soft and receptive at a TrackMan contest. Colin Morikawa wins this thing. Okay, we've seen a couple Rick tests recently in Florida, Honda in the API, which were extremely difficult, like in terms of course setup, a lot of around the green game, I think came into play um, that we hadn't seen when you go back maybe five, 10 years, it came into play at the Honda. Scotty Scheffler was phenomenal last week at getting himself up and down on those little runoffs. Do you think this course plays that hard this week? Or are we going to back to see 15, 16, 18 under par? 
Uh, maybe not that. I mean, so much of it is dependent on, you know, the, the, the rain is obviously going to help soften it up and, and make it easier, but there are some pretty scary winds in the forecast as well, which yeah. could go the opposite way. So it's really hard for me to kind of take a stab at that. I think in general, it'll be, you know, easier than it was last week, but there will be some guys who make, who make some really big numbers and put some big scores up there. Okay. Uh, as we were talking, Colin Morikawa continued to extend. So he's up to $8 now. So he's actually through your fair value, Joe. So if you are disciplined, you are not going to have shares of Colin Morikawa this evening. Roy McElroy's next $6.66 with Daniel Berger at $6.05. Shane Lowry at $5.67. This is still early. We're still seeing this thing shape up. And the way that I know that is that John Rahm is only $3.36. Yeah. This thing is still has a long way to go. Uh, the ROM buyers are probably just patiently waiting in the wings right now, but they will be out. Um, he will probably, he will, I'll say it. He'll be the highest priced guy uh, by the end of this IPO. I'm pretty confident in that. Knowing what we know about the jock market, it's what's coming after that that I think is the question. Is it Morikawa? Does Rory make a run? We haven't, I don't see Justin Thomas anywhere right now, but you know he's coming as well. Yeah, let's just flip this over to the top 10 here. And golfers two, three, four, five, and six are all basically all still at $1. So there are still a lot of bids to come in. It is 8.40 p.m. Eastern time. That's obviously going to shape itself out. But let's talk about those five who are still a buck. It's Patrick Cantlay, it's Justin Thomas, it's Xander Shoffley, it's Scotty Scheffler, and it's Victor Hovland. So I guess it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five golfers. Uh, if you had to only invest in one of those, Joe, who would it be? For me, it'd be Cantlay, actually, because I think that he is going to be a little bit overlooked this week. We just haven't seen him so much. He finally had a bad, by his standard, showing at the Genesis where he lost some money. Before that, he was high price and he was still returning dollars. Um, he's in such good form. We know that he loves himself a nice little Pete Dye golf course. Patrick Cantlay um, lives down here in Florida. She'll be familiar with the surfaces, the conditions. Uh, the wind so steady, you feel like you can just roll them out and you're going to have a nice little profit here. 35% ROI is is one of the bigger ones on a top 10 player in the world that we have in general in jock market. I was going to say it's it's one thing to see a 35% ROI on Wyndham Clark or like, you know, these guys who are three Sometimes bucks a share. Two, yeah. yeah, not. Patrick Cantlay, who goes for $8.34 a share. So, yeah, he is a big, big winner uh, in this in this style of, of game that we play here. Okay, so going back to the big board. Um, okay, if it's not Cantlay, who's next for you? Because I've got your defending champion here. I've got the guy who's won twice in three weeks. I've got the guy, Victor Hovland, who's won a couple of times in his last handful of starts worldwide. Xander's here. Where do we go next after Cantlay? Oh, I like Vic too. I always like Vic. I'm going back to my guys, but I look so good last week. Anything that's going to demand that you hit a lot of really crisp, clean bunker shots and get up and down out of the rough is where maybe he, he falls back a little bit. But still, that course was so demanding on it, and he still finished great. Um, this place, I think if it becomes point and fire, which it could, He's as good as anybody right now. He's driving it so well. He's full of confidence. I love the way that he is approaching the game of golf right now in terms of having fun with it, not uh, setting the expectation level too high, but just working with what he's got. Um, always with a smile on his face, always with a positive approach, and it is paying off with big-time results for Mr. Hovland. I think you like him too, don't you? 
Oh, certainly. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. He just drives the ball so well. And I think he is, you know, quick to forgive and forget what um, probably stung for him last week a little bit, that event that he, you know, it's hard to win any golf tournament, especially one that's as crazy as, as Bay Hill. But he, I, I think yeah. he, I think he thinks he should have won that one. And, uh, but, but here you go again, this is going to be another challenge and he is still rocking and rolling with the way he drives it. And, um, you know, that putting stroke when he, he lost the feel at Bay Hill, uh, on the weekend. And if, if he doesn't lose that feel, it's a really pure putting stroke that he can roll a lot of these putts in. So Definitely. interested to see how he bounces back. Uh, then we start dropping down. We talked about Roy. We talked about Morikawa. Let's get into the next tier of golfer here, Joe, and I'll refresh this in a second, but I've got Hideki here and Dustin Johnson, who we've already talked about along with Cam Smith and Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton. Where do we go in this kind of tier B of golfer? Yeah, love Hideki. Um, he lost me a couple bucks last week, but I'm willing to go right back on him for many of the same reasons. Uh, great long iron player, great off the tee. He's he's performing at a level and winning at a rate, uh, basically three wins in the last year that we haven't seen for a little while in Hideki. I like the course comparisons for him this week. Um, he's such a good player, and I think at the top and the peak of his game in general, I think he could have a really good week this week. Yeah, so here's Hideki, and look at those big, popping weeks. So if that's the type of golfer that you're looking for, Hideki has actually lost uh, lost you money in 62% of the markets, but he's still a positive golfer because these massive peaks, Joe, and we've talked about this a lot. It's probably a little bit of a personal preference. Some guys would rather grind out a 3% ROI every single share, every single golfer. I prefer this. I prefer the boomer bust. Yeah. Look, that's probably we're probably looking at like 20 events there, and he's got three firsts and two seconds. That's pretty good over a 20-event span. Uh, I'll take that kind of return any day of the week when you can probably get him this week for somewhere in the in the $7 range, I would guess. Yeah, market's starting to shape up here a little bit. Morikawa is still out front. Daniel Berger making his presence known at $6.05. John Rahm trying to work his way up the leaderboard. Worth noting, John Rahm is the number one pre-ranked golfer. That's important here in golf because – uh, that's how we break ties. So if John Rahm ties with three other golfers for third, he's going to get that full payout. Someone whose pre-rank is lacking, Joe, Brooks Kepka, 28th. That has not slowed down the market as of yet. He's the sixth most expensive golfer. He's $5.33. He's right at his fair value now at $8.46. So uh, it's 32nd or better, but that seems like it's going to get hotter from here. Yes, it will. Um, he's sneakily turned it around in terms of his tee to green game, which is what I was on here talking to you about about a month ago when he switched to these tricks on clubs and it was all awful. Uh, gained like almost six strokes at the waste management, gained another six at the Honda, did not putt well at PGA National. And I followed him for a while. He was frustrated he was frustrated with his putting he was frustrated with getting uh paired with brian stewart who was taking forever and brooks is a fast player and it was like noticeably wearing on him how long he was taking he just wasn't all there and maybe lost a little bit of focus which is why he missed a couple of short putts this thing's gonna have his full attention 3.6 million dollars he slipped like right around the 20th player in the world he wants this trophy on the mantle i think we're gonna get uh, big game Hunter Brooks this week. I do. 
All right, well, let's see if we get big game Hunter Brooks this week. And I'll give out a little bit more cash here in just one second. So make sure that you have your jog market username in the chat. And if you haven't deposited yet, the code you're looking for is power. Let's start getting into some value here, Joe, because I want to talk about some of these guys who are currently in the two or even $3 range. I, I don't want to force you into talking about a specific golfer. Is there anyone that you see on this board right now that you would be targeting over the next 12 minutes or so? Um, yes. I'm going to keep an eye on Sam Burns. I saw a little bit of a performance in a spike from him last week. Corey Connors as well, I thought fought his way around uh, really nicely last week. I doubt these guys end up around two bucks, but we'll monitor their price uh, as they as they go up. Look, Burns missed three consecutive cuts, finally turned it around in top 10 last week. We saw the very similar thing happen with him last year before he won at the Valspar. I think that he finds himself into contention this week. I think the conditions are setting up really nicely for him. Luke List is one that I kind of like this week. You just glossed over there at the $1.50 mark. Um, we'll see where his price gets. I think it's going to be relatively low this week. Let me see what I got in terms of a target, and I'll, I'll let you know. So I have Luke List at... $4.12 for a target price this week, which is which is about um, 60 cents above his his projected price in terms of jock market. I think it sets up great. It's been awesome tee to green. We saw the pop finally getting the monkey off of his back, coming back to a place where he's had some success before here in North Florida. So um, anxious to see where he shakes out. Yeah, you can see a pretty good tail there on Luke List over the course of his last couple of months. A lot more winning performances. Obviously, the victory at the Farmers Insurance Open certainly goes a long way. I'm going to give this board a refresh here, Joe. Make sure I have the most up-to-date numbers because we've got about, I don't know, eight minutes or so before this thing starts to get really, really hot. And uh, we're starting to see the market move. So Morikawa is still holding strong at the top. Rory McIlroy, Daniel Berger. And here we go. The charge from John Rom. Uh, now it's $6 a share. His fair value $7.93. Sometimes we see John Rom get off to a hot start. Sometimes we see a late flurry. But basically, every market that John Rom has been a part of in the last year, he's been the most expensive golfer. Does that feel about right? Yes, that feels about right. 100%. Something's up with the chipping and putting right now. Um, for me, much like I mentioned with Brooks, I think. In all brute honesty, I think it's a lack of focus. Um, we'll see if he can get that right this week. I think that the previous shots are sort of carrying in and, and providing sort of a negative feel for him on some of those shots. Who do you think, Rick? And, and we have like, there's always one guy, right? Like the top 10 to 15 that we look at when this thing closes and we're like, wow, that it feels like they were a bit overlooked. Who do you think that could be tonight based on the sentiment you've been hearing around players this week? Probably Xander. I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's eight. It's eight fifty. He's a dollar and fifty cents, and I don't know. Like, he'll obviously catch some traction. He's not going to go for a dollar fifty, but I, I think people wonder. Okay, what's the upside? Is he just going to finish t twelve again? And I think they wonder. Hey, this is a field of forty seven in the top fifty. I don't have to have Xander. I can have anybody. I can have anybody I want. And I, I just think that in ten minutes. When we look back at this, Xander is the likely candidate to be like, wow, that that price is too low. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem like anybody's talking about it this week. We finally got a good betting number on it and still doesn't seem like anybody has much interest level in it. So 
Um, definitely feels like he's going to be in, in at the fourth pre-rank. We're probably going to see a nice price on him. Yeah, there's a comment here about Will Zalatoris. I am also a bit partial to Willie Z. Joe, you and I were kind of talking about this off yeah. air. I just, I, I think it's kind of the Justin Thomas model, the Justin Thomas mold of, uh, you know, picking apart the fives, having the putter just run hot enough. And I think that uh, as we talked about the March version of this event, not necessarily as detrimental to the poor putter. So he's currently $5 a share. I'll be keeping a close eye on him over the course of the next few minutes, but let's go really, really low down this board here, Joe, because this is the player's championship. We've seen weird things happen. And again, you don't have to win. You can just outperform your expectation. So who in this, let's call it sub $2 range. Are you most interested in tonight? Um, so a lot of those guys are kind of bouncing around a couple ones. Like I've been making some money on JJ spawn. So he's been playing really well. I don't know. This is a great setup for him. Although I didn't think that at the Arnold Palmer, another guy we've seen pop Bo Hostler. Um, he's in some really good form right now. So we'll see if we see a little bump out of him, um, this week in terms of popularity, Emiliano Grio makes some sense to me, although I realize he's volatile, but keep in mind with these guys, if you can get him for $2 and 50 cents. They finished dead last. You're getting a dollar back. So you're paying a dollar fifty per share. If any of these guys you think have upside to finish in the top twenty this week in an event where we've seen this happen, uh, we have a history of this. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm showing Hostler's uh, player profile right now on my website, RickRunGood.com. It's free data. You can check it out. Uh, he's been awesome. You know, 38% ROI in a bunch of markets. He's been playing much better as of late. Plays the par fives at Sawgrass really, really well. So I think that is certainly a viable option. Okay, market is heating up. And Joe, I got to let you get out of here and start your bidding because I know it's I know it's going to be a good one here. Morikawa, 866. John Rahm is trying to track him down. What price is the most expensive golfer tonight, Joe? And who is it? It's going to be John Rahm, and he is going to be $10.20. All right, $10.20. John Rahm, get after it, Joe. Get out of here. Go do your thing. This is the time of the show that we let Joe go and make his bids. And then what I'll do is I'll take us the rest of the way here, and then we will rendezvous with Joe in just a few minutes, and we will learn about his portfolio, who we got, who we missed out on, Hopefully, who you in the chat and who you are watching have outbid him on. That's always that's always fun when Joe says, oh, I missed out on shares of uh, Will Zalatoris. And someone goes, oh, I just got those at the last second. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> that's always my favorite part. Uh, all right. So here we go. Um, I'm refreshing the big board right now. And just to give you an idea of how the next couple minutes is going to go, it's 8.54 p.m. Eastern time in about three minutes. We are going to enter a window. It's about 90 second, seconds long where this IPO can close at any time. It's randomized for everybody's protection so nobody can write a bot or a script or whatever uh, to time it just before. So as we head down the stretch, actually, I'm going to give this. I got to refresh it because I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be two minutes behind already at 8.54. Here we go. The number one most expensive golfer in the jock market right now, it's still Colin Morikawa, $8.66. Now, his pre-rank is number eight. That means there's seven golfers who break a tie with Colin Morikawa. And at $8.66 a share, you're asking him to finish about 15th or better. If you think that Colin Morikawa can finish, let's call it, I don't know, 
11th or better, you'd be willing to go up to $10.50 a share. Right behind and closing quickly is the number one pre-ranked golfer and the number one golfer in the world. His name is John Rahm. He's actually lost you money in three consecutive markets, but despite that, still a winning player over a long period of time. Rory McIlroy and our defending champion, Justin Thomas, carving out a nice solid three and four with Patrick Cantlay. A late run on Mr. Cantlay coming in at $7 a share right now. Let me give this big board a refresh. While you have a second to breathe, Make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. I owe you guys some bucks. I'm going to get those out there as we can uh, hopefully take a breath here in just a few moments. Okay, refresh here. Not a thing has moved at the top. 866 for Morikawa, 816 for Rom. A little bit of movement up below that. This is where you're seeing the depth of the field. We've got Xander Shoffley making a move, $6.54. That is the exact same price as Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, and Hideki Matsuyama, which makes me think the same person is on them. That's the, that's the evidence of the same person who's putting in the same bid on all Austin. of these. Yeah, sounds like something <laughs> Austin would do uh, on Hideki, Victor, Scotty Scheffler, and Xander Shoffley. Below that, a little bit of value here. Daniel Berger, Brooks Kepka, and Matt Fitzpatrick round out that $6 range. And if you go below that, there are still some huge names. Billy Horschel has been on a run in Florida, 550. Dustin Johnson, former number one player in the world, 550. 50. Adam Scott, he's been playing well. 525. Jordan Spieth is 518. I still see some of the names in the ball strikers that Joe and I talked about a few minutes ago. Taylor Gooch and Corey Connors, both $5 a share. Go further. Go further, Rick. Tony Finau, $3.90. Big Tone was in our bullish or bearish. We had his fair value at $4.70. He's $3.90. $3.90 right now. So I'm going to give this a refresh real quick. Let me see if I can steal one. Because we are about to enter, if we are not already into that kind of random zone right now, it's it's here. I've got 8.57 p.m. Eastern on my clock. So this thing is going to close uh, before you know it. And if it does, it will do so without much movement of the two big guys at the top. I don't know if you guys are waiting, if you're holding the bag, if you're trying to snipe this thing out in the last moment. But Morikawa and John Rahm have not moved. The guys behind have. Thomas is 775, Cantlay is 775, and Victor Hovland has just surpassed Rory McElroy and is now the fifth most expensive golfer. One guy who's won twice in his last three starts, Scotty Scheffler, the fifth pre-ranked golfer, 188% ROI, 90% ROI, 241 in his last three weeks. He's $6.74. That's 50 cents shy of his fair value this evening. I'm going to try to steal one more refresh. Because as I can tell, we're still live here. 8.58 p.m. Eastern Time. We're in that window. Okay, here we go. Now we've got movement. Oh, my goodness. We've got movement on John Rahm, but it's not enough. Colin Morikawa holding strong $9.01. This would be the first time that John Rahm has not been the most expensive golfer in the jock market in whatever my brain can handle, whatever recent memory is. John Rahm, 8.96. He's five cents short. 
Justin Thomas, 826, and Patrick Cantlay, 820, the only golfers over $8. Rory said, not so fast, Victor. I'm going to catch you back here. I'm back up with you at $7.40. And we're seeing a little bit of traction on DJ and Brooks Kepka. some of the big studs with question marks next to their names, 633 and 622. We flip this around. We look at the top 10 golfers. The cheapest top 10 golfer that you can get right now, Dustin Johnson. He's 633. The second cheapest you can get, Hideki Bot. Hideki's been the best player in 2022. He's $7.17. Joe hates me for mentioning this because Joe's trying to get shares of it. I know everybody else will be soon, but $7.17 for Hideki is much too low. Start this going is down. wild right now. Start going down. I'll give it a refresh. I'll give it a refresh. It is 8.59 Eastern time by my clock. This is going to close any second. Let's see what we got here on the big board. Oh, my goodness. I think it might happen. I think it might happen. Colin Morikawa is 10 cents clear of John Rahm. 9.25 to 9.15. Is it over? Wow. It's over. Shut it Morikawa down. got him? We're going we're gonna to let the dust settle, and we're going to get the final numbers coming through here. We're going to give the board a moment to refresh, but I, we might have seen something very interesting tonight here, i don't know Joe. if i got anybody rick my phone was lighting up with that yellow sort of banner that comes across that says you have been outbid i had a ton of guys in at one point uh i'm gonna see who who rolled over if anybody it was wild all right so here's what here's what we got to do um we're gonna let everything settle in we're gonna get joe's portfolio uh you can send us your portfolio that's that would be great, actually, if you could. So let us know who you got so we can see who stole everybody from Joe. And I'm going to give away a little bit more money right now. So I got to get caught up here. Um, St. DF, no, sorry, St. DG, you're on the board. Congratulations. That's 20 bucks going in your direction. If you want to also win 20 bucks, make sure your jock market username is in the chat. I'll give some more out before we get out of here. Give me one second, Joe. I want to make sure I have the most up-to-date numbers. Oh, it was it was a flurry, wasn't it? It felt like it a late flurry. close, and it felt like a lot at the end. Yes, a lot at the end. I got basically how I sat here and said that I was going to go bottom of the barrel. All of those guys got bought up, and I missed them all. And I have a ton at the top. All right, uh, my 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 prices are still coming over here. But if you have your if you have your portfolio ready, let's go to that. So let's see okay. who you got this week for the Players Championship. So I had a target price on John Rom a nine dollars and fifteen cents. I got John Rom for nine dollars and fifteen cents. Wow. How about that? Rom's in there, cheap price for him. I can't believe he actually made it to that. I thought, like I said, he was going to get to ten twenty. Then um, a couple more big ones: Victor at eight bucks. Wow. Rory at eight oh nine, who I wow. had an eight dollar and eighty eight cent target price on, which was well under. Um, then down at the sevens, I got some Hideki at seven thirty three. I knew you were all over that. Yep, you you called that one out. Almost <laughs> lost him for you. Thanks, buddy. Um, six dollar range. Will Zalatoris. love Dude, this. I'm, I'm, this is a, this is a this uh, just a sick in a good way. I mean, John Rom, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris. I, I want these guys going to battle for me. I know. it's it, it, You know how Sawgrass is. There will probably be three of them miss the cut, and the other one might win. But I could probably. still return a nice. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Finau, 477. Okay. Crazy. Were, That's the lowest, right? Yeah. So you were – yes. 
Yes, it was. It's it's yeah. uh, three cents cheaper than his lowest ever, I think. And you were bullish on him at four seventy eight. You put your money where your mouth is. You got him at nearly the exactly that price. Thirty five shares. That's my biggest stake. Um, oh, I skipped one at five fifty five. Uh, Sam Burns, who okay. we didn't talk about. Oh, we did. We did we mention did. Burns. No, you said okay. you like Burns. And then my one guy that I got, uh, we mentioned briefly, Bo Hostler, two dollars and sixty cents. That rounds it out. Very, very top heavy for me, which which you know is kind of unusual, but um, good prices. I couldn't pass them up. Yeah, John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris, Tony Finau, Sam Burns, Bo Hostler for Joe. That is a murderer's row of stocks. My God, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Let's. I'm looking through the chat here. Guy or Guy, we got to figure this out. Are you French Canadian or where are you from? I will figure this out. He says he got 44 golfers. That's a lot of that's a lot of finger movement uh, coming down the stretch there, Joe. Getting those bids in. Yeah, and you're not losing a ton of money, Guy or Guy. Uh, you haven't <laughs> lost anything yet. Those are just based on those fair value projections, which, as you know, if you have a lot of guys at the top, I felt were very low this week um, in terms of what we normally see. So. That's going to shake itself out. If you made good, sound buys for that portfolio, even at 44 guys, uh, you will make a ton of money. American, not French-Canadian, so we think it's just guy. Yeah, guy. Okay, guy like guy. guy. All right, guy like guy. All right, here we go. Here's the big board. It happened. Colin Morikawa, $9.25, has dethroned John Rom. So look like, look at John Rom's recent. I mean, I could go back. Maybe, maybe the memorial. 905. I'll check that one in a second. Or 837 at the PGA Championship. That has got to be the last time we saw him be the least exp- or not the most expensive golfer. Because right after that was Tory Pines. He won that event. He was eleven dollars. Show this is um this is nine months in the making. Yeah, it's buy time on John Rom. Uh, a couple of shaky weeks, and I think I got the price that I've been looking for for a little while. I don't agree with that, that Morikawa should be higher priced than John Rom. I think he's the number one player in the world for a reason, and he is the zero and double zero spot on the roulette board. And one of these times, we're going to spin it, and he's going to take everyone's money. All right, here here is the 2021 Memorial. He was 905. Uh, that was the last time he was not the most expensive golfer in the jock market. Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth were both more expensive. This is the event he he got wiped from. This That's is the, the COVID one, yeah. And he should have won. Right. He would he he should have, probably would have won this event. And then that's when, you know, then the next week is you know, the next time he plays is the is Tory Pine. So so this is yeah. This is historic right now. Colin Morikawa has dethroned. Wow. I'm surprised. We'll see. Look, I, I think he's close, actually, in the OWGR. Like, if he were to win this thing, it's worth so many points. Um, He may dethrone him. Yeah, he could. A win would definitely do it. There's, like, yeah. I think I saw 16 other combinations of, like, T2 for Morikawa and some other stuff. But, yep. yeah, you're you're right. This might be a passing of the guard situation. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland. Those are your $8 golfers. No surprise, right? Yep. Uh, no surprises there. Yeah, I like Rory and Hovland quite a bit. Um, you mentioned Xander. So, yeah, pretty good yeah. price on him, $7.77. Doubt that we've seen that too much in terms of his IPO price that low. Not since the tour championship, but that's kind of a weird one. So yeah, this is again, 
very close to an all-time low for Xander Schauffele. A couple of events that are uh, a little bit higher than that. But you asked me, you know, which one of these top 10 guys is going to kind of be forgotten. Well, it was seemingly Xander at 777 and Hideki Matsuyama at 733 every week at 8 or 906. We go, wow, Hideki's too cheap. <laughs> okay, you, you guys playing here don't like Hideki. Yeah, no, I like Hideki. Um, I think he sets up great for this event. DJ 666, like pull his up. I don't has he ever gone for that cheap? Uh not no, not even close. Six dollar Dustin Johnson. He was 737 Man. at the open championship. Yeah. Not not I mean 705 at the Northern Trust. Okay, he was 688 at the BMW. Nope. All time low, Dustin Johnson. Yep. Brooks wow. feels like a good price on Brooks. I didn't get it, um, but it, it. I mean, I, I can support a buy there at six dollars and thirty cents. I think he can win this thing. Let's go further down the board here. I like the five fifty five you got on Burns. We did not spend any oxygen on Jordan Spieth. Five seventy six, and honestly, if you told me he was two seventy six or nine seventy six, I might have the same reaction. <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. He's a big question mark right now. Louis, another big question mark. There are a couple of spots above. He was, God, like at the Honda. I followed him for a while. He was making long putts. He was going on birdie streaks, and then he was hitting 140 yard shots into the water, like normally a strength of his. So uh, I can see any sort of outcome on Louis this week. I just don't know how to play it. The depth of field creates a situation where you have some really good golfers like Chris yeah. Kirk, who's in a great run at 484. Gary Woodland off back-to-back -to -back top five finishes, 456. I mean, I even like Maverick McNeely, how he sets up 388. Keith, I mean, these are the, the there's going to be, I think, a lot of money to be made out of these slots because you're not going to ask. You're asking the finish inside like the top 40 to pay this yeah. off. A couple of those guys, let me ask you, like, let's say Mitchell, Woodland, Kirk. A couple of guys who have been in full grind mode for the last two weeks at these tournaments, you worry a little bit about the fatigue that that takes on you both mentally and physically in such difficult setups like that now coming to another event, or would, would you rather have guys rested, or do you want to see the recent form great? I think that there is uh, one event that no matter how tired they are, they can muster the energy for 20 million bucks. And I think yeah. it is right here. I, I just think these guys, they, they know their bodies. They set the schedule before the season starts. The guys that you mentioned, maybe not all of them, but like, Keith Mitchell is at a point in his PGA Tour career where he sets his schedule, right? He, he yeah. He's not just like grinding every single week. They, they know and I'm I'm fine with it. I actually I don't I don't mind. I'm playing a lot of and some guys there. there in Woodland and Mitchell who probably circle this Florida swing every year as great spots for them, both coming in in great form. I thought Gary was going to win that thing after the Eagle last week. I think he yeah. made a, a mistake. I think his caddy probably made a mistake as well in terms of, of clubbing him and how he played the following two holes. But a bit of a letdown on the last hole back-to-back -back weeks for Gary, but in great form. Uh, dude's striping it right now, and he looks great. He looks healthy. Yeah, I got a little bit more money to give away, and I'm, I I owe you some here. So, Dave, you're on the board. Congratulations. And then uh, further down, let me find your comment. Googly moogly, you're on the board. Congratulations, googly moogly. You've got $20 coming your way. Uh, Joe, there is obviously the implications of weather 
and the starting and stopping. And this market is really just getting started. And I imagine those um, pauses that we get are going to offer an opportunity to check the jock market, see what prices for people are, see what asks are, see what's happening. And I imagine being glued to the app this weekend is going to be pretty important. Yeah, glued to the app, uh, alerts on for the PGA Tour communications, Twitter account, uh, windfinder.com, pulled up on the computer as well, I would recommend is a good idea. But yeah, like you mentioned, buying, selling, shorting, all that kind of stuff happens now through Sunday, if they finish Sunday. Um, So this is a great tournament to sort of play it while the event goes on. At Tour Picks is where you can find Joe on Twitter. You can find me at Rick Run Good. Joe, we'll be back. Same time, same place. Next week is Valspar. So la- yeah. final final uh, a- a leg of the Florida swing before we head to match play, right? Final leg. Another tough one. Another tough one down here. There's Boy. no rest for the weary of this week. Yeah, Florida really just beats these guys up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got to figure something out, I think, or else these guys are not going to love playing here. I don't think that uh, they like coming and getting beat up around this type of swing, but Great golf courses, um, great fans, you know, ton of people that love golf. They'll get it straightened out. Power is the promo code you're looking for to join in on all the fun. And there's lots of money to be made for the players this week. There's lots of money to be made for you this week. So with that, we bid you adieu. Good luck. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye.